Where's the manager? Walzer Automotive presents Car Selling Secrets. Welcome to episode 68 of Car Selling Secrets. We are joined in studio by... Is John it by Hyde. or with? Uh, with, I With, I think. Yeah, sure. Let's do that again. Join in studio... Oh, this is live. With... <laughs> John Heinen. And... Nick Nichols. And as always... Andy Bernard. And finally, last but not least... Tom Thomerson. <laughs> following Nick's lead. Tom Thomerson. We'll be right back after this exciting announcement from one of our sponsors. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? The well, latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us, we talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful, no question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say, why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? <laughs> and I just had no answer. For <laughs> he just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state, so we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant. We are back with episode 68. When we get done with this, let me put the arm on you for some bumper music because we put the this on YouTube. Arm. This is all stuff that I recorded with my wife, so we don't kick off YouTube. So if you have any unreleased stuff and would be like to be part of the bumper music... Mm-hmm. That's a good okay. idea. Yeah, sure. Um, a tradition of car selling secrets, and one of you guys can tell the story. We won't do two. Tell us the story of your very first car. Yeah, well, um, it was a 1972 Dodge Charger. Oh, great I know, car. I know. Great car. Um, you know, 318, so not a lot of motor in that thing. But I do have a, a story about that. Is You know, it was it was uh, a used car, for sure. Yeah. Uh, but the linkage, the parking linkage kind of stopped working. So I pulled up to my neighbor's place. I was chatting with a buddy of mine outside, and I had left it sitting there. And I'm talking with him, and I turn around, and the car is rolling away. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, Uh-oh. It goes ac- through this field, across the driveway, and hits an outbuilding uh, that was part of my neighbor's property and literally knocked it off the foundation. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was uh, a tin yeah. shed, I'm assuming. Uh, no, it was a fully... It was a building? It was a building, and, oh. it, and it knocked the entire building off the foundation. Don't so. call them chargers for nothing. <laughs> no, no. So I, I, uh, oh, I quickly got rid of that, and I owned about 13... 1978 Datsun 280Zs. Oh, did you really? That. I was a big Z Great guy. Great car. Wow. Yeah. I, I still, well, I'm going to get one Z. eventually here. But The Datsun 240Z, a friend of mine had. That's the first one, right? The, the, the 240 yeah. I remember one time he had just gotten it, and he was living in an apartment, uh, fourplex over on Nicollet at about 15th. So I'm in his house, and he goes, ah, like that, drops the F-bomb, and I go, What? Goes over, grabs his 44 Magnum, <laughs> goes outside. And I'm like, well, I probably better go look and see what's happening. I don't know why this guy did that, but he apparently uh, had one of his units was available, so he had to put up a sign that said for rent. And he stood on my friend's hood of his car, brand new car, to oh. put it on the building. Oh, no. I go out there and Terry's pointing the gun, and I'm like, 
let's not kill him over this. What do you say? Let's not shoot him to death, huh? But why would you stand on a brand new car's yeah. hood to hang a sign? Do you know? Do you know the story of how that car got its name, the Z car? No. So the president of Nissan was a big uh, Broadway musical fan, and. They were building this car to compete in the American market with Camaros and Mustangs and Firebirds and Corvettes and Challengers and Chargers. So this guy names the car after his favorite musical. Calls it the Fair Lady. Oh, that's right. So the guy who was on the Z commercials up until recently that he died, he was sort of a a larger-than-life character. Uh, They called him Dr. K, and he's the guy that set up the dealer network in the United States in the 60s and 70s and kind of fathered the Z car. He's like, we can't call it the fair lady. What the? (laughs) (laughs) But he can't, you know, he can't insult the the head of Nissan either. So he uh, goes to this place and he makes up all the what the engineers, the internal designation for the car was. When the ships came into port, they ripped the fair lady badges off and slapped on 240Z. Wow. That's how that car got its name. Well, some of those fair ladies, I think, hit the market. Right, because they're, some, did they, they didn't they get really? them all. Yeah, and they're, and they're like, really rare. Yeah, yeah. they're worth really. Just because the name's different. It's exactly. the exact same car, but that's a real fair lady. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Wow. Well, so was this a lost in translation kind of thing then? A little bit, yeah. Because I don't imagine any native English speaker would think... Fair lady would be a good idea for something that's competing with muscle cars. Would you like a Trans Am or a Fair Lady? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, personally, I'd take the Fair Lady. Yeah. I just learned from Andy the other day that Long Time No See is actually a Japanese phrase. Oh, Chinese. Oh, Chinese. Really? There you go. Really? Yeah. Long Time No See is a that's Chinese That's how they talk phrase. in Chinese. They drop a lot of the, you know, there's no the, there's no uh, like, you know. Yeah. It's not no an, article, an apple no or the apple. It's just apple, huh. regardless of the context. There's also no plurals. Look at how much we've learned on Car Selling Secrets in three short notes. Yeah. <laughs> Look at also what it's like to have a son that speaks like 18 languages. I know, and it's smarter than, than everybody in the room put together. Don't tell him that. No, he, already, he already knows. <laughs> he already knows. So <laughs> as much as we complain about social media and Twitter sucks and Facebook sucks, there are some good no, sides of it. And this is the first time that John and I have actually met face-to-face. Oh, we really? became yeah. Facebook nice. fr- friends through knowing a lot of the same people. You know, the music community in the Twin Cities is really tight it it's different i think than in other cities and that it's very supportive as well yeah and uh, when mick was in here he made a good point he goes you know there are no national bands everybody's a, a local band that's well, yeah. you start and right. if you get to be successful that's but you're still a local band uh john and his partner uh had a, a full production studio called a440 and for non-musical types the a the frequency of a, a note on a piano is 440 oh, yeah, cycles per minute when right. they Standardize it, so it's kind of a clever name, and they did uh, a lot of production work for traveling bands that had come through, a lot of video productions. He also fronts an amazingly great uh, Steely Dan tribute band called Stealing Dan, and I've seen you play a couple of times. Great. But what I really wanted you to talk about is A440 Fest, because I think this is a, a great thing. Yeah. So take it away. Tell us what A440 Fest is all about. Okay, great. Well, I mean... Talk slow, you get half an hour. Okay, yeah, that's great. (laughs) This is Channel 9. Well, thanks, John, for being on I was going to say, I was on CCO the other morning, and I I think I got 30 seconds. Yeah, that's right. I would have read a script had I known that. Um, You know, we... We produce video for bands. I mean, that's that's been our thing is, you know, I, I went through 15 years of owning a recording studio when I launched A440 
uh, in 96. We were at the Grain Belt Brewery. The studios are oh, still yeah. there, still yeah. rocking down mm-hmm. there. Um, but I left in 2008. Um, that's a whole story in itself. But um, Is there a girl involved? Well... Well, next show, next show. Um, <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> no, I mean, so many great stories from that studio in itself, and hopefully we'll have time to tell a couple of those. But um, so, you know, when Nick and I uh, came together, I'd known Nick uh, previously, but he's a, you know, a filmmaker, um, had been working on a number of documentaries and. Um, you know, I'm the audio producer and the engineer, and so we kind of put the peanut butter and jelly together and, and started serving bands with promotional video because nobody was doing it. Um, so it just, you know, we put one video out, and an, a band saw that. They called us. We put that one out. Another band saw it. They called us, and it just snowballed for 10 years. We shot on location at every nightclub in town um, and out of town. Um, so that being said, you know, after producing hundreds of videos for bands, the pandemic hit. Um, our, you know, we canceled uh, uh, a run that we had at the Southern Theater scheduled in March. We had to just cut it off like the day before, pretty much. It was right when it God. all, yeah. Um, but we knew early on that um, the only way to bring live music to to folks for the next year or unforeseeable future is with video. And we're like, well, we're kind of sitting in a good position here. Um, we already had our eye on a few weeks at the Southern Theater this fall Mm -hmm. and so we decided to pull the trigger on doing uh, a 440 fest um bringing bands in to um you know play a ticketed show um which is what we were doing at the studio space did you come down to our old place in new hope i never made it okay Uh, we were friends when you about the time you were starting to do that and i think my flimsy excuse was it's too far it's snowing yeah, I, mm-hmm. the humidity is too low. I, <laughs> you know, when you're older and you're sitting on your couch at eight o'clock on a Saturday night in the winter, it's easy to. And I'm sorry that I missed some of those. Yeah, things, but yeah, we did make one. We had a pretty magical few years down there, and you know what we did is we evolved into ticketing these shows um, yeah, to kind of offset the cost for the bands. So mm-hmm. the band would get their audience. We'd be able to film in front of a, you know, a live audience, and and uh, that that ticket price would kind of offset the cost for the video. Um, so we, we moved that after we left that studio space last October, and we really dodged a bullet that we pulled out of there oh, yeah. pre-pandemic. That's true, yeah. we'd be in trouble if we still had it. Um, but uh, so we moved that model to the Southern Theater. It's a, it's a theater that we, um, we've shot in before in 2012 once. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Uh, beautiful. Yeah, beautiful space. It just had all the, it met all the criteria that we needed. So for those that don't know, it's on seven corners on the West Bank, kind of mm-hmm. across the street from where, I don't know, is Preston yeah. still there? My yeah, drinking uh, West Bank days have kind of, yeah, it's once, the caboose, once the hoop snake stopped playing, I don't, right. I don't yeah, yeah. go they, down the Miracle Mile much anymore. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. It's kind of kitty corner to, to U.S. Bank Stadium, okay. you know, um, on Washington and 35W. Um, so... We decided to pull the trigger on this. It went through many, many, you know, me and Nick literally sitting at home just just figuring out, you know, how we're going to do this. And it, it, it went through many, many different um, transformations um, of how we were going to deliver it, how we were going to monetize it. And uh, we finally settled on, um, you know, um, calling it A440 Fest and essentially knowing we would go in and start filming these bands probably without an audience. But we did ticket the shows. Um, now... A week before we, we, you know, rolled in there, we had to cut our ticketing down. We wanted to 
the theater wanted to keep us to 25 people or less, mm-hmm. oh, including right. band yeah, and crew, right, to right. keep it safe. And we're all for that. So we have a very limited audience coming in on these shows, um, but we are, are essentially filming them with the big production, you know, um, huge light show, um, you know, the vibe of that theater, which you just can't get anywhere else. Um, so we, you know, we brought in some sponsors. We, um, are working with 30 Days Foundation, you know, Mick Sterling's, uh, great foundation. Guy. Great guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And 30 Days has done just some amazing work. I mean, really it's, uh, um, I think it's a brilliant idea and I just have, uh, just enjoyed seeing the success that they've had in helping folks out because sometimes you do just need that 30 days to yeah. get back on your feet. And, um, um, it's, it's a great thing he's doing. So. Yeah. It's, it's efficient. And when you think it's a great model, cause a little at the beginning, can prevent a lot at the end. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it can be the difference of losing your home or, you know, I mean, you know, you lose your self-service or, you know, your auto insurance. I mean, there's just so many things that... uh, Well, that's all the time we got for the show. (laughs) Now under the weather. Actually, we have to take a break, and I'm going to play something for you when we get back. It's about a minute and a half. My wife and I... My wife's a great singer, and we make records in our basement in the the wintertime, so it's a little part of a Steely Dan tune, and you can just... Well, you haven't heard it yet. You'll probably go, God, this totally blows. We'll be right back. Tom Bernard here with CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Great to have you here, Michael. Thanks, Tom. Always a pleasure to be with you. One thing we keep talking about is that North American Banking Company is a community bank. Why is that important? Well, two things. First, as a locally owned and operated bank, we move quickly for our customers when it matters most. You're not waiting for a loan decision to come out of state or making the decision right here at your home. Secondly, our customers appreciate the fact that we get to know them and understand their goals. For many of our customers, we're coaches, mentors, and sometimes sounding boards for their ideas. It's hard to get that from a big bank, but it's something we do just because it's Tuesday. Well, that sounds like a great way to do business. All of our employees are working to help meet your business needs. It's how we create loyalty. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Have you ever seen a squawk stairs? Well, look at mine. The people on the street have all seen better times. That's Sarah Yeah, that's Sarah. Her voice is a little higher. A little. In fact, I had to record this about a third higher than than the original because she's has such a high voice. Really? Yeah. Well, listen, I mean, she's this tall and she's a soprano. Yeah, that's and Donald true. Fagan sings a little lower than that. Just a little. Anyway. That she's a better awesome. singer. Though. Yeah. She is. She's a better singer than Donald Fagan. Well, everybody's a better singer than Donald <laughs> well, Fagan. It's just, kind of it's just he's the only guy that can sing those songs. Yeah. yeah right? That's right. Yeah, that's that is great. Yeah. yeah. That is great. And we, it's all uh, live instruments, and you're playing well, that I actually played down. all the instruments myself. So we wow. Cool. Uh, th- that was probably two years ago. Mm-hmm. Kind of a long story. I was playing in a band with a guy who was what would become called classic rock, but we're driving to a gig together in the 90s up at the casino or something. And he says, you know, they perfected rock and roll in 1974. Everything after that is derivative. And then about three years later, I was watching The Simpsons, and Homer Simpson said almost exactly the same thing. So my wife and I had made some gospel records. And then I said, you know, let's, 
let's do an album of songs that were released in 1974, and we'll see what they are. We'll pick some of our favorite bands. So it was like Rock and Roll Doctor from Little Feet and Tell Me Something Good and Shaka Khan. It's kind of all over the map. But it was interesting as who didn't record anything in 74. There's no Led Zeppelin releases from 74, no really? Paul McCartney. And, wow. And I am a, a, just a, not a very good piano player. So the main lick and major dude had played on the guitar instead, and it came okay. out pretty good. But yeah. I was looking, I was trying to learn, you know, how to play that, and they stumbled across a Joe Jackson video live, and he's playing in any major dude, and he's playing the piano part, but he's playing it in octaves, which is even harder. Wow. And he gets to the very end, and he messes it up. He gets <sighs> behind, and he goes... Fuck. <laughs> Everybody laughs. Anyway. That's great. It's a steely I've never fan. heard that. That's Johnny look Winter. it up. It's pretty good. Okay. Every Johnny Winter album is at least one. Fuck! Well, that's wow. Johnny Winter. <laughs> well, that true. answers one question we had is can we swear on yeah, the yes. oh, okay. No, no, you can't. Okay. Only you can. We can. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask some questions about 440 Fest. So people can, yeah. can they watch this streamed live as well? Um, you know, we're not streaming live, but okay. yeah, I will explain that the, another important part of it is you know every one of these bands every one of these shows that we're taping is um coming out with an hour-long concert video so um we are two shows in now um we've got another 10 to go um we're every day we're shooting um we will post-produce those you're looking at the post-production team i'm mixing the audio he's editing the video um but we'll be putting those out and they'll start dropping onto the a440fest.com website okay. in the place where the event you know the events are the videos will start dropping there um you know within a week to 10 days probably we'll mm -hmm. start dropping them in there no it's you you're playing tonight right yeah yeah mm -hmm. we're playing tonight so stealing yeah. dan if you've never seen him i was lucky enough to see him play probably two or three times over the years at the sadly uh no longer in business uh famous dave's in uptown that was yeah. that was just such a great i mean famous dave's food's good but this the the the, the beauty is that it was really a stage that was designed for musicians a yeah. great sounding room unless you're the sound guy and then yeah. you could only be three feet high because <laughs> right. he was way in the back jammed up yeah. against the ceiling and i yeah. thought that's gonna yeah. help hopefully they're paying him more it's a weird position yeah are you yeah. talking about that family fabulous place at seven points seven points. Do you know about seven no. points uh -uh. No. it's no longer calhoun square it's oh, called really? Seven Points. Oh, really? No, they oh, killed that, geez. too. Oh, they well. killed that, too, oh, yeah. Wow. You know, the, there's a crown on the building there, and there's yeah. seven points on it. That's why it's called Seven Points. <laughs> oh, jeez. Brilliant. Come on. Never, <laughs> had to work really hard for that one. Real never never play a gig there. We're playing at Seven Points. Well, I'm yeah. sorry to hear that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is that in Fridley? Right. Or really? Hugo, yeah. or where is it? Yeah, it was sad to see it go. I mean, that, that yeah. club was, you know. Great, it was. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was why the band came together in 2002, was Tiny over there yeah. um you know just agreed to book it if we put it together really um we played for 18 years straight there it's you God. know <laughs> the funny story is we started playing every other wednesday we played every other wednesday for like five years for 600 bucks oh yeah like, well yeah and 600 bucks dough. doesn't sound like much it's even less when you realize the band's got what do you get 90 people in the band <laughs> yeah. 13 people 13 yeah. Oh, yeah. well steely dan so, i mean for yeah, musicians that's 
it's really complicated, sophisticated music. You can't just pull it off as yeah. a power trio. It's I not going to work. Yeah, even if you try to do a song or two in your set, it's tough, but doing you know, whole three night. hours yeah. of it. Yeah. But uh, the musicianship is just um, top-notch. And, and, That's uh, wonderful. It's been just such a fun gig. Yeah. I think we should start a new band and call it Power of Tower. What do you think? Hey, there you go. Hey, why not? <laughs> <laughs> not bad. i got to ask you Sadly, about... the bass player died from Tower yeah, of Power, I know, what, three I know, weeks I know, ago, I think? Did. Oh. God, I love that band. But I was thinking about them because of 50 people in the band. <laughs> yeah. yeah. they got a yeah. few people on stage with oh, Tower yeah. of Power. Oh, yeah. It was like when Lauren Michaels though. tried to get the Beatles back together. Phenomenal. <laughs> what was it, $1,200 or something? I think what it was, was five it? grand. It was five oh, grand. Oh, we thought it was a piece. Well, you don't have to pay Ringo if you don't want to. <laughs> that was very funny. I am a, a huge R&B fan. Grew up in North Minneapolis, so I just love R&B. The old days, you guys are too young to remember KUXL, but it was the first R&B station in the state of Minnesota. I think now it's like a conservative political radio oh, no. went wow. from It went from R&B. But there was a guy, Pharaoh Black was his name. So I wanted to ask you about Ty Stone's tribute to James Brown. Yeah. Is it phenomenal? I love uh, James Brown. Yeah. You know, I, I think I have not seen the band live. I will see okay. him this Saturday. This Saturday, um, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, I know he's got top-notch players. He's got top-notch dancers. Um, Can he do it, though? He's, you know, I think so. Hard, I, man. It oh, is. That's it a is. lot of work and, doing you know, James Brown. Oh, hard gig. Is he going to shoot somebody in the bus after their concert? <laughs> <laughs> James was known for that. Yeah. Performance art. He and Wilson Pickett, like the open fire on the band. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. You know, everybody yeah. raves about, you know about Chadwick oh, yeah. Boseman because of the... Yeah. The, wow. Uh, what's oh, yeah. the... But his portrayal of James Brown, I thought, was phenomenal. Oh, hell he of an was actor, so good. Wow, hell of an actor. But yeah, James Brown. I get, man, I got to track him down. This tie, his name is Ty Stone. I got to go see him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it will be coming love out it. on video, so you'll be able to, you know, get a look at it. Absolutely um, love this. Matter of fact, I'm still angry at all rap artists because they they totally displaced R and B music. Yeah. yeah, and that pisses me off to no end because it's my favorite music by far. Yeah. I mean Mar- Marvin Gaye's album, "What's Going On," saved my life as a teenager. Absolutely, I didn't feel like killing everybody anymore. You know, it's right. one of those deals. Right, hey, it made yeah. me happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, very touching. It's great music. Well, you'd like High and Mighty too. I've saw, mm-hmm. seen those yeah. guys play a few yeah. times at PD Pappy's, which is a, just yeah. a tremendous place to watch bands in the summer. Yeah. Yeah. They're solid. They've been doing it for a long time. They're playing two shows. Um, they're doing uh, High and Mighty plays the blues. That's next uh, next Wednesday. Love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they come in and do the regular High and Mighty show in November. But so these... how was Harrison uh, Harrison oh. Street last night? Terrible? God. Oh, man. <laughs> oh. oh, man. The, the drummer's a friend of mine. I oh. understand. Oh. Believe me. Yeah, no. Erin McCauley just knocked it She's straight awesome. out of the park. Yeah. Now, the She's first time so I saw them was probably four or five years ago, maybe longer. Billy had just started playing. He goes, hey, I'm in a new blues band. And I thought, oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. used to play. I played with... I've known him so long, I call him Leonard Shapiro, but I played with Moses Oakland in the 90s at the Blue oh, yeah. Saloon every Monday night. And wow. I, when he started that Moses Oakland stuff, I started calling myself Ayatollah Maplewood. But I thought, you know, Bill, <laughs> another blues band, like, we don't need another one. And then I went and saw him and said, okay, we don't need another blues band unless you're, the front person is that yeah. woman there. Yeah. She's yeah. just terrific. Yeah. She just commands the stage yeah, great in a music. very good way. Yeah. yeah, just amazing. Yeah, she's just a, a great person and uh, and writes just some great, great yeah. material. And Yeah, we had a great night with them last mm-hmm. night. Um, it was a lot of fun. She had a 
very supportive, nice audience. Um, she raised a lot of money, which is awesome. And, you know, these, these shows are all, um, you know, since our ticketing really was cut off and we were going to try and sell right. 50 to 75 tickets. So sure. there's very little way to monetize these shows. Right. Um, so, they're not you know, cheap to put on, from what I can tell. Well, no. they're not. I mean, you know, <laughs> no. we are a fairly small crew, and, and we're very reasonable, and this, the, the theater is giving us a, a very nice, you know, discount coming in. But we want to raise money for 30 Days Foundation. Mm -hmm. um, we want to raise money to pay the bands, some when they come in. And so um, what we came up with is, um, you know, that when you go to these events on A440Fest.com, you'll see that there's a virtual cover charge there um, at all different donation points, 5, 10, 25, 50, 75, 100. Um, and that's where we're kind of asking the public to come in and participate and help support the bands that are playing, help support their video effort um, so we can cover the cost to, you know, produce all of this content. Now, when it comes out, it's all free. So, you know, it's not like that virtual cover charge is something you have to pay. You know, this thing is not paywalled. When these videos go up, um, we'll have over 20 hours of concerts you, to watch. You realize free. I'm in the car business and all the audience are cheap. So no, oh, none know. of them are going to, yeah. well, that's the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, it's, it's been great so far. You know, and we've, um, you know, we hired Marty Keller. You guys know oh, Marty? Oh, absolutely. Okay, yeah. he's, yep. he's fantastic. Um, Jill Michelson has been doing some on-air stuff. Jill's uh, terrific, too. Yeah, so yep. we've got a great team on that end, just getting the word out. And, uh, um, you know, Jeff Lawrence from uh, Jeff Pixel Graphics has been doing all the graphics, and he's actually handling a lot of the marketing and a lot of the um, website stuff for us, too. Um, so big thanks to Jeff. And, you know, you guys, thank you so much. Yes, I mean, there is so much talent in this room right now. I'm, I'm honestly, Andy, don't I get have, a big head. Yeah, don't get a big head. <laughs> well, I wasn't talking about Andy. No, <laughs> I'm kidding. You're the most important guy in the room, really. No, no doubt about that. Um, but no, so much respect for you guys, both of you. I was just so looking forward to meeting you both yeah. because I've been listening to the morning show for, for I mean, decades. Since Christ and, was yeah. a kid. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I heard you come kid. on at the very beginning when yeah. it was just, you know, you were just, I don't know how old you were. But I wonder if were. they have tapes of that, like your first appearance on KQ. It'd be interesting I, to well, to the live somewhere. ones only go back ten or eleven years. Well, they have, they have Pat recordings. probably has them. Yeah, probably does. Yeah, do we got to take a quick break. Then I want to ask you about one of the shows that's on here. We'll be right back this after this announcement. By. I know, I know, it always yeah. goes fast. Jeez. We'll be right back. Tom here for Saber Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Saber and Bryant are teaming up to offer zero percent financing for thirty-six months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors, to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is an equal opportunity employer. God, I love it. Robin Trower. Oh, yeah. 
love Robin Trout. Actually, that's me, mister. I know it's you. You stole it from Robin Trout. I know. kind of stole it from It was Jimmy released Andrew. in 1974. Yeah, see, it's right. When I was... I started playing guitar probably in 72, so Jimmy had passed. I, I had oh, started to listen to it, but the guy that really carried the torch for a lot of young guitar players was Robin Trower. No days. doubt. Because he had the feel and vibe, but he was kind of his own thing. Great singer, though, too. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the well, the bass player. Band, the bass player yeah, was a I great I don't remember singer. what his name yeah. was. But Ian, he was... Ian somebody. What the hell was his name? I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll I thought it was James for some reason. Well, maybe, I don't know. James. Yeah. Andy, bass player. Bass uh, Robin Trower. Robin Trower band. Uh, James, James Dewar. Dewar. James Dewar. Right. There you wow. go. Very good. Quick. You weren't even close with the end. Anyway, hey, what I want. All I know is Bridge of Size, brother. <laughs> yeah. That's all I'm telling That record, I was a teenager, and I just spun that off. Unbelievably good. Yeah. Whoo, yeah. what a great Love record. It. So yeah. something caught my eye on your flyer for A440 Fest. Uh, Mick Sterling apparently is doing yeah. the 50-year anniversary of one of my favorite albums, Elton John's 11 Yeah. And I was studying piano back then, and my instructor was really good. She was not a technician, but she taught. I learned music theory, circle of fists and all this sort of stuff, and chord chemistry. And, and, and she was into popular music, and she says, is there anything you want to play? So I went home and I made a tape of Elton John's live version off this record of Burn Down the Mission, which is 15 minutes long. It's just fabulous yeah, playing. Yeah. I said, can you teach me this? And she, the next lesson she said, it's going to take some time. <laughs> Didn't you just tell me today you suck at playing the piano? I, well, that's why. It's her fault. Oh, it's her <laughs> fault. I had a good teacher. Okay, I get it. Well, I think, right. you know, like any teenager, you, you're fearless. Your ambitions yeah. are huge. But that's, I listened to that record just about two or three weeks ago, and the, the it's it's a concert that was recorded in a, in a uh, uh, big, kind of like Southern Theater. It was like a small uh, yeah. crowd FM radio broadcast live, and it's just him and uh, uh, Dee Murray and Nigel Olson, and they just killed it. it was, this yeah. was before great big glasses and long hair. He's just kind of this schlubby-looking yeah, English the early kid. stuff. It was amazing. And yeah. the, the, it was it's so good. So check that out on a440fest.com if you're an Elton John fan, or also go out and buy the record because it's terrific. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you right now yeah. one thing I love about my family. We're two hours in, and Andy gets up and closes the door with eight minutes left. <laughs> <laughs> Something else started, started making a boiling sound. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, like, it's it's a coffee? Somebody's attempting to resuscitate, <laughs> the, yeah, resuscitate the curry. That's exactly Yeah, I it. think maybe. So, Nick, how long have you been on the video side of this? How did you get into that part of the game? Uh, I moved to Minneapolis in 1997 to do a public access. From Where were you before? Uh, Green Bay. Okay. Uh, to do a pub, pub, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Especially sorry. this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> um, I moved here in '97 with a friend to do a public access cable show, and uh, it was popular enough that um, people said, "Hey, you must be a video guy," and then. I kind of became a video guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's kind of the Chuck Statler story, right? Yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> I have a camera. Uh, right. she, yeah. Move around and let's yeah. see what happens. Shout out to Chuck, by the way. Yeah. He, he's awesome. He is kind of the father of rock videos. He, uh, yeah, the, a local guy that's, I, I think it was Elvis Costello that was his. Devo. Yeah, and Devo, yep. All the Devo, early Devo stuff is him. Yep. Really? Amazingly nice guy, too. Just so laid back. Why'd you bring up Devo? <laughs> Sorry. I'll no, I'll tell you why. Oh. 
Uh, back in the day, I'm working as the regional promotion guy for Capitol Records. Steve-O breaks big. They do a show at the Walker Arts Center. Wow. Back in a, just a very small audience. Mm-hmm. So I get a call from this woman. She goes, would you like to go to, to uh, Devo? I said, when is it? She says, it's tonight. And I said, well, I'm in Chicago. But, yeah, I'll try to get back in time. But I'm going to get there literally right as you walk in the door. I said, okay. So I come back from my business trip, and I'm wearing a suit to go see Devo. <laughs> Everybody's like, what the hell's your deal? <laughs> like, it's was, ironic. I was right. working. Right. It's actually <laughs> kind of punk rock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sure. I, hey, you know. I remember Jim Larkin, who was working at KQRS at the time, said, you wore a suit and a tie. to go, leave me alone. <laughs> I got here the minute I could. <laughs> I will never forget. Honestly, everybody's like, Hell wow. is your deal? <laughs> that all about? But I love too wide. If you had her one of those skinny, yeah, the skinny little tie would have been. It. But I loved Devo. I thought it was a, yeah. a, a fantastic act. I really brilliant, did. brilliant yeah. stuff. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Absolutely, for sure. That's why music is so wonderful because there's fun in it. There's you know a lot of really heartfelt things about it, inspiring things. Yeah. I mean, music. I don't think humans can get by without music. Yeah. I really don't. Yeah, and I, I, I think agree. this COVID thing is really hard on musicians, especially oh, ones God, that yeah. perform oh. for a living. Oh yeah. Not only is it a, a financially difficult, but I think even and and paying your bills is always number one. But just the the toll it takes on you is it's mm. it's, it's it's tough. Yeah. 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 It is, and we got a long way to go too. And you know, I think yeah. when we come out the other side of this, it's it it's going to be different. You know, we yeah. know that, and everything is. All the folks that are in, you know, the business of, you know, doing the big festivals and production and all that, it's just, it's its not going to be the same. You know, yeah. budgets may not be the same, and yeah, it's tough. Um, so, you know, and, and we're going to, you know, this A440 Fest really is a, a working model for us moving into next year, too, because we... We really want to, um, you know, continue doing this. You know, we, we this turned into a bit of a tribute fest. A lot of these bands mm-hmm. um, yeah, are so after got, the video content, yep. so we ended up getting a lot of like what are typically our, our normal customers. Although there are some great original bands in here too. Um, but I, I really, um, as we do this next year, I really want to like you know go after Lake Street Dive and Hippocampus and some of those bands. I really want right. to start. Um, I love Lake Street bit. Dive. I, They're so good. My, dad lives in north carolina and cape fear and there's this funky little fm station out of wilmington um and and the, it's it reminds me of the pre-corporate days of kq when you could listen to it and you'd hear stuff you would never you hear anywhere me when you said pre-corporate <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what i'm talking time. about no this it was, you came and ruined the radio it, was, it changed long before you came along it was what about that's 76 true. or 77 they went from yeah that's okay you're right. the dj here's the records uh don't burn the place down right, or we'll see you in right. four hours that's yeah. true, right. and this station is like that too and that was the first time i heard lake street dive uh, which had to be 2010 or 11. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the re, it's named, it's a bunch of music students from New England Conservatory. I think it's trumpet, drums, uh, stand-up bass, and a terrific lead singer. Yeah. But I think the trumpet player was from Minneapolis. And that's yeah. where Lake Street died, the name came from. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh. Which bar was Lake Street Dive? I'd like to. Well, know. pretty much any of them. <laughs> yeah, really. Pick one. Just right. Pick one exactly. Yeah. Just not at the Seven Points or what's it called? Seven now? Seven Points. Yeah, it's yeah. called Seven Points now. Yeah. Weird. I know, Doug. I knew you weren't going to care. So I'm glad he's don't call it Seven Points Lake. That would have been. I yeah. still don't understand why we couldn't just go with White Earth Lake. We'll take the Native American name, 
Since yeah. everybody speaks English now, we'll go with White Earth Lake. What a great name for a lake. It's like actually it. it's a nice name. It's yeah. a beautiful name for a lake. Can't do that, though. we got to go He's one way or the other. Uh, right. Just how it is. It's over here. It's over here. It's like, settle down for Christ's sake. God, seven points. Sprinthal, it's your new name. Yeah, thank you very much. Here he is, ladies and gentlemen, seven points himself for Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer. Going to get fired. <laughs> having lunch with the big shots here in about an hour. Well, so. right. An hour? Actually, it's about eight pretty minutes. soon. So. Wow. We're going to wrap up. Is any uh, last words you would like to share with our massive listening audience? <sighs> A quick shout-out to Al Madison at Rockstar Illuminations and Christopher Blood. What's the name of his Yeah, studio? Chris Blood, Sonic Edge. He's, he's yeah. running our front-of-house show down there. And uh, Al runs lights. Al Madison, Tony Wilson, other people on our team. Um, uh, the Southern Theater. Uh, thank you. We yeah. we uh, appreciate everything mm-hmm. that they've done for us. And, uh, yeah, we just hope that, you know, there's a lot of tickets still available to these shows. Mm-hmm. I mean, not a lot. Um, there may be five or six per show maybe remaining, but we love to get people down there. It's very social distance because you're in a 300-capacity right. venue. Yep. Um, we'd love to have some people support these shows, um, buy some tickets, come down and hang with us. Well, I'll buy some from that Elton John. It's Mick, yeah. is, he's not singing, is he? Um, this time, yeah. yeah. Oh, he crap. Is. Forget Ooh. it. <laughs> yeah. Mick Sterling. Oh, yeah. You just, wouldn't want him just to Just giving him a little crap. No, you wouldn't want uh, Mick to sing. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah. God, what a great guy. Yeah. yeah. I just, I, I'm glad you guys are putting something together with music because it's got to be a bitch right now for Thanks. these people. It I mean, it's, it's really great what you're doing for them. Thank yeah. you. A comedian. I was talking to a guy like Steve Byrne who's got a new movie out right now. And this guy's a brilliant stand-up comedian. He hadn't been here in three years. You know, because yeah. he's working on that. And then, of course, as soon as he's done working on the movie, the COVID thing hits and he can't go anywhere. Right? Yeah, it's terrible. Which is really unfortunate. I but know. Yeah, it's affecting a lot of people in a lot of ways. It is indeed. Well, thank you so much for coming in, you guys. It was great to meet thank you, you both. Tom. Yeah, thank, thank you, you so much. People. That wraps up Episode 68 of Walzer Automotive Group's Car Selling Secrets. Uh, I have no... It might be Rib Fest next week, actually. I think oh. uh, a good friend Jerry's coming in. You got rib fest next week with Jerry? Yeah. So don't eat anything beforehand. Biscuits, too. (laughs) (laughs) I'll put your order in. All right, thank you. (laughs) See you, everybody. See you next week.